It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Coming up, the answer to your home improvement question. You have an age-old problem, don't you, Tracy? It's really, really ugly paneling. <laughs> I've been having a lot of water problems also. We had to tear out a bathroom, and what I was wondering, does he... And we're looking at replacing our roof. No. Good afternoon. How are y'all doing? Y'all caught me with a paint roller in my hand. Well, put down the paint roller and pick up the phone, because it's time for the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show with Tom Kreitler and Leslie Segretti. Call 1-888-MONEYPIT now. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, the website moneypit.com. Give us a call right now with your home improvement project. Let us help solve that do-it-yourself dilemma. Let us help tackle improvements to every room in your house, the basement, the bedroom, the bathroom, even the laundry room. Well, you spend a lot of time in there, don't you? I know I do. Absolutely, and you want it to look nice. In fact, we're thinking of planning a laundry room makeover at my house. Really? The laundry is on the second floor. Now, you know, I have a very old home, mm-hmm. and this was a like the small extra bedroom, and we turned it into a laundry room, moved the laundry. A laundry suite, if you will? Sort of. It's got closets <laughs> and the machines in there, but the floor is sloping like <laughs> like crazy, you know, like... <laughs> Like, if you stand in there, like, maybe you think you're drunk or something because you just want to so like, fall down So one half of your washing machine is not getting cleaned because it's never seeing water. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I have this idea that we're going to basically tile the whole floor, and I'm going to make the whole floor, like, part of the overflow pan. And I don't have to worry about tilting it. I'm just going to put the drain for the floor in the low part of the uh. laundry room. <laughs> you know, if the washing machine ever overflows, it'll just go right down there and out the house it goes. You're like, forget that shutoff valve. Hey, you got to go with the flow, you know, baby. <laughs> go with the flow. You get it? <laughs> you know, I think it's really cool. We were very lucky to when we bought our home, the laundry room was finished. It had a beautiful little working space. It's important that you have proper space to fold everything, a good space to iron. You know, and if you're going to spend a lot of time in there and if you have a large family, why not encourage the family to be in there with you? Put a workspace in there. Let you... Balance your checkbook. Let the kids do arts and crafts. Get everybody in there, and heck, maybe they'll fold a sock or two. Hey, my kids finally are big enough to do their fold, to do, do the folding, and really? they actually like it. Really? Yeah, so I hope they never change. <laughs> What's the trick? What did you do there? I don't know. They just like it. I'll tell you what the trick is. A dollar them, a t-shirt? No, I let them fold on our bed while watching the TV in the bedroom. So if the TV's on and they got to sit there anyway, they're happy to fold on the laundry. So I think it's a fair trade-off for TV time, don't you? I think that sounds good. Works good. Works for me, right? It's a good incentive. <laughs> Does that work for you? Do you have another home improvement question, a do-it-yourself dilemma we can help you with? Call us right now. we give you the answer and a chance at winning a fabulous prize. Good prize this hour. We're going to give away the 12-volt HP4 drill from RYOBI, so call in. one 888 Let's get right to those phones.
All right, now we're going to welcome Adrian from Texas, who says the ceiling joists in the 7,000-square-foot home he's remodeling are not parallel. <laughs> Did you call to boast? We've got rooms in there we don't even know what to do with. <laughs> <laughs> we've got three kids and me and the wife. We've got we've got the saloon and poker room, and uh, we're going to have a little theater in there just All because right. we have space we don't know what to do with. Well, how can we help you, Adrian? Well... Part of the problem is uh, they took a like a 700 square foot farmhouse and they went ballistic on adding on. And the, I got to looking at the walls and the ceiling joists and they're not parallel. They're off uh, about three or four inches on uh, either end of it. Wow. Uh, where they're running diagonally. And uh, at first I was worried about it being the walls. And then I got to looking and I could see where the, the ceiling joists, the first one came off and, and at an angle and then just at that angle throughout the remainder of the house. Is the uh, is the room square? It you know? appears, to, appears to be. I haven't got out there and actually uh, uh, double checked all of it. But it and do you see you see this in one in one room, for example, Adrian? It's the entire house, all okay. seventy foot of it. Well, could you take one room that perhaps is square and look at this? Because the reason I'm suggesting that is if you could measure the diagonals, if you measure from corner to corner. If those numbers are not equal, then it's not square. Then it's not square. And I'm wondering if the house is out of square or did the, somebody just start putting the, the joists at a slight angle and just sort of followed it? Maybe like they had a line, they should have put it on one side line, they put it on the other side line, so the whole thing went in not parallel. You follow me? Yeah, well, the, 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 very, the very first uh, ceiling joists, you, you can see where it's coming off the wall and it, it starts out at about 12 inches. Uh, on the south side of the house, and on the west, time it gets to the north side of the house, it's about uh, 14 inches. Well, structurally, I don't think it's going to be an issue, but I tell you where it's going to drive you absolutely nuts, and that is when you try to put drywall on there, because nothing's going to be where you expect it. So you're going to have to be a little unorthodox in marking the positions of those ceiling joists on the wall, perhaps, so that you have two points that you can sort of uh, maybe snap a chalk line across and know where to nail because nothing's going to make sense as you start to work it. And the other thing is, it, of course, it's going to apply to anything that you do up there wiring-wise and things like that. But structurally, because they're not parallel, I'm not that concerned about it. Leslie, what do you think? I just think it's also going to be a big pain if you ever try to do anything built in in the corners, but if it's not square. But otherwise, I don't think it's a big problem that they're not parallel. Well, that, that's, that was my main, the structurally, uh, structural integrity is what I was mainly concerned about. This, this house, uh, it, it needs uh, most of the outside siding and all the sheetrock inside. The, the electric and plumbing is done. Um, they, they just, the people just ran out of money. Well, the only concern structurally I would have, Adrian, is if it looked like, say, one wall maybe shifted or something like that, like during construction, where it sort of shifted forward and took all of the ceiling joists that were connected to it with it. But I think you would see that in the corner because the corner would be coming apart. Yeah. No, I, the, the exterior of it, uh, it all looks good. Um, there's some walls in there. They don't have some bearing walls underneath that roof. It's about, about 15 to 1,700 square foot uh, upstairs in the attic. You know what you might want to do, Adrian, just to be safe? You might want to hire a professional home inspector to have a look at that place to eyeball it and see if uh, that person spots any other structural trouble spots. Because while things are torn apart right now, it's super easy to yeah, make those repairs. Yeah, it's the time repairs. to fix it. 
Yeah, exactly. It might be good because it is an old building to have another set of expert eyes take a look at it. But my gut feeling is you're okay. All right, well, I appreciate it. I just found you out on XM last week and uh, and enjoyed the show. Thanks, Great. Adrian. Enjoy that saloon. Absolutely. <laughs> but don't serve don't serve the alcohol until your friends are done working, okay? All right. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right. Thanks for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. All right, my guess is Paul in Wyoming is having a very cold winter because you want to get the hot water to the sink faster? Yeah, my hot water heater is about 30 feet away from my kitchen sink and just seems to take, you know, take forever to get the hot water up there, plus we waste so much. Hmm. Well, this seems like a good opportunity. Can't you do those on-demand hot water heaters but, like, closer to the source? Yeah, the problem is that, you know, it rather it doesn't matter if you have on-demand tankless water heater or a tanked water heater, you still have the physical problem of having that many feet of pipe for the hot water to go through before it gets to the distribution point, which is the bathroom. Now, there is a way to plumb a house where it has a continuous loop of hot water always sort of moving through all of the pipes so that the distance is very short and you get hot water very quickly. But the problem with that is now you're paying to heat that water that circulates through that loop for all of the hours that you don't need it. And if you were to compare that cost against the cost of the water that's being wasted while you wait two or two minutes for the water to get hot, it's still cheaper to let the water run. Follow me? Yeah. <clears throat> Plus, I have a finished basement, so plumbing that would be a huge mess. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so you know, our advice would be really to just deal with it because... It's not going to be um, cost-effective for you to uh, to put in a loop where you constantly have hot water. If you have the opportunity to either split your system into two loops where you could have two water heaters, you may cut back on some of the distance then. But remember, there's a cost-benefit analysis that you have to go through to determine whether or not that makes sense. And most cases, because water is so expen- inexpensive, it, it doesn't actually make sense to do the plumbing for that to actually happen. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Hey, Money Pit listeners, are you thinking of painting or carpeting or laying down wood flooring? Well, let us do the math for you. Check out MoneyPit.com. We've got a whole area there for estimators, calculators on everything from project budgets to exactly how much paint you're going to need for that project. So when you go to the website MoneyPit.com, look in the estimator and calculator section, and you'll see everything you need to get everything right on your next order. And if you want to check out the latest trends, you can also find that info on MoneyPit.com. Speaking of trends, you know the number one trend in kitchen countertops is natural stone. Really? Yeah, we've seen, you know, think about it. We've seen a lot of changes. You know, we've had the laminates, the formicas, concrete was in for a long time. Now it's natural stone. But the price tag that comes up with that look can be really, really steep. When we come back, we're going to give you a great tip to help you get the look you want without paying a fortune after this. Table saw. 18-volt drill driver. Eight-piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. A loud voice pierces the air, alerting you to a fire. 
Introducing the Kitta Wireless Smoke Sounder, a new way to provide extra warning for your family. The smoke sounder uses voice and special tones to better wake children and older adults, those most at risk in a fire. It plugs into a bedroom outlet and links with Kitta Wireless Smoke Alarms so that when one sounds, all will sound, giving your family more warning and more time to escape. The Kitta Wireless System. Know the sound of a safer home. Danger. Fire. Available at Lowe's and other retailers. Would you like to make cooking faster, safer, cleaner, and more efficient than ever before? If you're an everyday chef who wants it all for your kitchen, then Kenmore has the cooktop for you. Kenmore has introduced an induction cooktop that takes state-of-the-art innovation and makes it practical and affordable for your home. The Kenmore Elite 30-inch induction cooktop uses electromagnetic energy. Instead of heating burners with flames or coils, the cooktop induces heat directly to the pan so only the contents are heated. Pans heat almost instantly, producing far faster cooking results than conventional gas or electric cooktops. The Kenmore Elite Induction Cooktop has four cooking zones that accommodate up to a 12-inch pan and provide the same gourmet precision as a gas cooktop. They automatically sense if a pan is on the cooktop and won't turn on unless cookware is in its place. Plus, a special warm and serve feature allows each pan to hold a precisely low temperature after the food is cooked. The Kenmore Induction Cooktop is as fast and efficient as cooking gets. Learn more about how Kenmore is bringing innovation home at 1-888-KENMORE or visit your local Sears store. Kenmore, ideas for the good life. Next time the power goes out, will you be ready or will you fumble around in the dark for a flashlight, candles, and a radio? Now you can weather the storm with light power and radio and all in one place with Black & Decker's Storm Station. When the power goes out, the storm station comes on with a locator light so you can find it in the dark. Then turn on the room light or flashlight, and you can charge your cell phone and tune into the AM-FM weather band radio. Black & Decker Storm Station, because life should go on when the power goes out. Leslie, this is the time of year where you really need a sturdy, dependable book of matches. You know why? Because there's a lot of things to light. Well, the fireplace, the the candles. That's right. You've got to light the Yule log. You've got to light the (laughs) candles. You've got to light the So turning it on on Channel 11 just isn't enough for you? No, absolutely not. You have the real thing. (laughs) And fortunately, there's a brand new design out there in matches that makes all of your lighting needs a whole lot easier. Exactly. It's called a diamond match guard. Now, check this out. It's a revolutionary new matchbox design. It's think of the box of sturdy kitchen matches that you typically have around the house. Is it the same size? Yes, it's just about the same size, but with some very critical changes. Here's what's different about it. You've got a plastic case that's very, very sturdy. So it's not going to fall apart. Right. It's got a locking mechanism on it, which is great for kids. They can't get to it. Good. And it's got this special hidden secret chamber that you put all your matches in after they're extinguished. Oh, so you don't have to worry about them going somewhere where they shouldn't be and still being warm. Exactly. You simply toss them into this hidden compartment right in the match guard. So it's called Diamond Match Guard, revolutionary matchbox design, available everywhere. For more information, go to diamondbrands.com. You're going to use a lot of matches this time of year. Make sure you do it safely. Diamond Match Guard. This portion of the Money Pit is being brought to you by Ryobi, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. Ryobi Power Tools, 
Pro features, affordable prices. Available exclusively at The Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. So, Leslie, do you like uh, the stone countertops, the well, quartz countertops, that sort we of thing? were very lucky. We have granite countertops. I put them in when I redid our kitchen on, like, our mini makeover. And because our kitchen is very tiny and we have a very limited amount of counter space, we were able to purchase something that was a little bit more hefty in price tag because we didn't need a huge amount. So we were lucky. But that's not always the case. Yeah, exactly. And if you do like stone countertops, they can be super expensive. Here's a way to get a stone countertop without spending a lot of money. You can buy sections, smaller sections of stone. They're sold as large squares. The squares can be placed side by side, and the joists can be filled with grout. So think of how you might put in, say, a tile countertop where you put the tiles together and you have grout in between, except you're doing that sort of modular assembly with large pieces of stone, like 12 by 12 pieces of stone. They're cut square. You can put them right next to each other with a little bit of space for the grout line and then seal the grout line. And when you're done, you're going to have a gorgeous stone countertop for like a quarter of the cost of doing a solid Yeah, and there are a lot piece. of good options. I mean, even at my Home Depot, you can find some beautiful granite tiles that are just such an interesting color choices and good prices. And they might be special order, but they don't take that long, and they're really helpful. So good choices out there. And we have a prize that will help you if you're planning on doing this countertop yourself because, you know, you got to put a base under there, and this is exactly what you need to do it. It's the 12-volt HP4 drill. It's from Ryobi. It's got a 24-position adjustable clutch for every type of screw driving task. It's designed with unique power grip surface that covers the entire tool so it's not going to come slipping out of your hand no matter how long you've been working with it. And it even has a keyless chuck, a built-in level, and onboard screwdriver bits so you'll never be looking for them again. It's worth about $60 and it could be yours so call in now. 1-888-MONEYPIT 888-666-3974. Who's next? Ian in Maryland listens to the Money Pit on WJFK 106.7. And um, Ian is thinking about expanding upwards. What's going on, Ian? Uh, yes. Um, I live in the D.C. area, and as you probably know, this whole area is kind of going through a huge uh, real estate boom. And I'm trying to think of the most economical way of adding space to my house. And I'm thinking about actually raising the roof and putting addition <laughs> on the uh, raising the roof so the attic becomes a full-size um, additional level. So you have an attic space right now? Correct. It's renovated. It actually looks uh, quite nice, but it's not a full-size space, and there's no real uh, bathrooms or bedrooms upstairs. So I'm okay. trying to figure out do what's you, best. Do you have dormers in that space so that you could stand up and make better use of it, or is it a peaked roof that goes down, like right down to the floor? Uh, it's, a, it's a peaked roof. It doesn't go right down to the floor, but it is slanted. Okay. So there's no dormers, but, uh, you know, I was thinking about either doing that and maybe just adding another room into the house. I'm trying to figure out what's the best, uh, you know, best method of maximizing my return on doing such a large project, if at all. Well, you know, it's a great question, and you have to kind of start by looking at your neighborhood and the other homes that surround you. Making your home bigger than it is now is almost always an okay home improvement project to do, as long as you don't overdo it and make it so much bigger than other places that are around you to the point where it becomes sort of the big albatross on the street. <laughs> right, now, right. usually adding a bedroom or a bathroom is a really good investment because those have definable real estate values. When appraisers come and try to put a number on your house to determine how much it's worth, you know, if you have two bedrooms, the home is going to be worth less than if you have three bedrooms. And if you have 
one bath is going to be less than you have one and a half baths. So adding bedrooms and bathrooms is almost always a really good investment. So the next question comes down to what's the easiest way to do that to your house? That's why I said, for example, let's talk about a house that might be, say, a Cape Cod, where it has a very steep roof and the walls go down to, say, a small dormer with like a four-foot knee wall. Space like that, typically the improvement is to put dormers on the roof that sort of kick out that roof and allow you to use that entire area of the second floor. Now, I don't know how your house is shaped, but if you can raise the roof so that you can pick up more usable space towards the exterior walls, you know that's a reasonably easy way to make better use of that space. And the, the next- good thing about building upwards in that way is that if you want to continue and put a bathroom up there, you just continue the line of plumbing from a lower bathroom. And that's easier than trying to, say, expand the house you know, outwards or sidewards where you're trying to run plumbing that twists and turns and tries to go in new directions. This way, at least you're following a continuous line. Ian, probably the best thing for you to do as, as you're mulling this around your house, in your head is to consult with an architect that might be able to come to your home and say for a small consulting fee, hear you out, get your ideas, get a sense of your neighborhood. And a professional like that could probably literally sit in your living room and put pencil to paper and say, well, you could go up here or out there or you know, raise the roof and maybe give you a whole bunch of ideas. You'll be much better informed at that point to make a decision. And then I would highly, highly, highly recommend that you hire an architect to design that addition for you and to spec out, even if it's just a renovation, what exactly goes into it. The money that you pay that professional will be very well spent because you're going to end up with a set of plans that has a set of specifications that says exactly what that space is supposed to look like when it's done. And then you take those plans and you use those to give to the different contractors that you want to bid on your project. And this way, no matter what comes back, you'll know everybody's bidding on the exact same renovation and not the Instead one that they Instead of their think... interpretation of it. Exactly. I, I guess the architect can give me an actual uh, budget price for doing the work itself, I guess, correct? Exactly. And, and in fact, you will kind of feed that well, budget to the architect. Well, the architect can give you a budget for materials. Once they decide what exactly is happening and, and how you're going to be doing it, they'll be able to say you need X amount of drywall and you need this amount of tile and you need this amount of flooring. And then you can therefore go ahead and figure out, I'd rather spend this much on flooring and this much on tile and figure out which type of tile or flooring works with your budget. You also might be able to take a look at your house and say, all right, well, I, you know, I, I paid X for it. That was a few years back. Now it's, now it's worth Y. If I put $100,000 into this addition, you know, it's going to be worth even more than what it's cost me for the addition. You, know, you could try to chew through those numbers and know realistically whether whatever your budget is, if it's $50,000 or $100,000 or more to do this addition, how much space you could reasonably hope to get for that dollar amount. And I just think you're going to have a lot more information to be able to make that decision once you know all those options. I guess. I got you. Okay, well, I appreciate the advice. I guess the first place to go is the architect, and I guess I'll start there then. Sounds good, Ian. Thanks so much for calling one eight 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 Money Pit and for tuning in on Free FM one hundred six point seven in Washington D.C. All right, are you getting ready to install vinyl flooring? Well, don't start yet. We'll give you a very important warm-up tip after this. Eight 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 Money Pit.
This portion of the Money Pit is being brought to you by Kenmore, makers of the Kenmore Elite Induction Cooktop, which cooks food faster and more efficiently than gas or electric ranges. To learn more, visit your local Sears store or call 1-888-KENMORE. Now, here's Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is one eight 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 money pit Leslie, before the break, you were talking about the challenges of installing a vinyl floor. I've been there, done that, and it ain't easy because well, it comes in rolls. plus the enormity of it. It's huge. And it's if you heavy. have a big room to cover, it's big. Exactly. So what's the trick? Okay. Well, vinyl flooring, as you know, is an attractive option for kitchens, basements, even garages. But it's not even your parents' vinyl flooring anymore. Today's vinyl flooring is much better looking and it's much more durable. But here's a tip when installing it. Vinyl is easiest to work with when it's at room temperature. So before putting your vinyl floor down, be sure to take it out of your car or your garage and give it time to come to room temperature. This way, the material will be easier to work with, the glue will adhere better, and you'll be floored by the difference it makes when you add it to your home. That's a great point, because typically when that gets in, uh, in delivered by the floor company, you know, where are they going to put the big roll of flooring? In your garage. In your garage. Right. Well, and, and that's so, even true with like a laminate wood floor, like those planks. You need to store those in the room you're going to install them for 24 hours so that it becomes sort of cured or used to that temperature of that space. So you well, really need to else, think about it, that. Things that get cold shrink. So, uh. you know, it could be put in smaller, and then once it warms up, it could swell and, and buckle up. So and don't let paint freeze in your car. Don't yeah, let paint idea. freeze anywhere. It never goes on the same after it. Not that I know from experience. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to know how I know? It's really a terrible, now, how do you, terrible how do you thing. Know? Well, a few years back, I designed one of the dressing rooms for the host right. of The View. And Andrew and I were going to, Andrew from Wally Route, we were going to appear on The View and talk about this wonderful dressing room that we did. And we had two days to do this makeover. And I went to the Home Depot the night before. I was going to go there and do the work. And I bought all this paint. And I said, I'll just leave it in the car. I have to leave it like 5 in the morning anyway. It was freezing cold that night. And the next day when I went to install the paint, it was like clumpy <laughs> and disgusting. And I was like, oh my God, I just I hope wasted they I hope they didn't all this out money. Of the they did edit it out, but it's true. <laughs> I mean, it's like we make stupid mistakes because I was tired from working all day and decided I'll just leave the paint in the car. Don't do it. I had a friend of mine that um, she decided to surprise her husband and paint the kitchen. Okay. And and, and he, you know how she surprised them? She, oh, God. He, she went down to the basement and got like every leftover gallon of like white, off-white, And mixed semi-white. it all together? Yeah, and mixed it all together. And made her own color? <laughs> yeah, it was a surprise, let's put it that way. Well, <laughs> I only did... found out because when it went on, it wasn't sticking right, and I kind of got the story out of her. So finally, she had to strip it all off and then put oh. primer on it and start again. Surprise! <laughs> surprise! It was a surprise. Yeah, honey, I don't think crackle finish was the best choice, oh. all right? Not that I didn't appreciate your attempt. Good effort. <laughs> well done. Well, give us a call right now. Maybe you have a home improvement story where it didn't quite work out. We'd like to hear about that. Anything worth starting is worth starting over with us. one <laughs> money pit Leslie, who's next? Karen in Texas has a water heater that gurgles when you turn on the hot water. Certainly an unexpected noise. Karen, what's happening? Well, it um, what it does is... is as we're turning on any hot water in the house, whether it's the dishwasher, the washing machine, or the hot water faucet in, in the sinks or whatever, it'll actually make a, a – we, we call the manufacturer because it started making a gurgling noise. It'd make a, a gurgle like a, a – Like a rumble. Actually, actually like a, a metal right. bubbling mm-hmm. noise. Yeah. And then every once in a while a ping would come with it. 
Right. What did the manufacturer tell you? They told us to try draining it first. Mm-hmm. And so we, we hooked up the water hose to the outside and uh, drained it all out and it filled it back up and it still does it. So I started reading more information on it. And it has a little spigot at the top with a little, uh, it's like a pressure release. Right. Uh-huh. It. I, I even tried doing that and right. it still hasn't taken care of the problem. You know, I've heard that sound many many times over the years and never really um, connected it to anything damaging that was going on. It's basically the expansion and the contraction of the metal tank inside of the water heater itself. And, you know, it is sort of an oil can sort of noise, that ping of the metal expanding and contracting. Sometimes if the tank gets filled with lime deposits from or mineral salt deposits from being in the water, it can make it um, worse. But really, I've never been able to determine that, that there's anything unsafe about that sound, except it's just a bit annoying. It kind of sounds, Leslie, sort of like a dull thunder kind of sound. <laughs> yeah, but when you think about the amount of times you use hot water in a day. Yeah. It, well, a lot of times, like going to bed, uh, uh, it, our water, hot water heater is right there next to our bedroom. Ah, so it's really annoying to you. Yeah, you'll hear it. How old is your water heater, Karen? Uh, we moved into the house in 96, so it's about, it was a year old when we moved in there, so it's about, I guess, eight or nine years old now, and it's been doing it for seven or eight years. So well, I, you know, I, it's pretty not soon, really... it's going to be time for a new one. Is it life about 10 years on a water heater? Yeah, roughly 10 years. What you might want to think about doing when it comes time for a new one is to replace that old gas water heater with a tankless water heater. Tankless water heater has no tank. It's about 25% of the size of a regular water heater. And it's far more efficient. It costs a lot less money to run because it's not trying to keep that tank of water hot all the time. It heats water only as you need it. And so it's just a lot smarter system to use. Okay, great. Great. I sure do appreciate that. Thank You're welcome, you. Karen. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. All right. Well, is your home at risk for an electrical fire? It could be, especially if it was built between 1965 and 1972. We'll tell you why right after this. Money Pit! Are you afflicted with a condition that affects millions of Americans? I speak of not being able to hang things straight. Pictures hung crooked, shelves a little off angle. You need a bullseye laser level from Black & Decker. This family of laser levels has auto leveling technology built inside. These lasers do the work for you. They automatically level themselves and transmit a nice straight line to hang your pictures or install shelves. You don't have to make a single adjustment. No annoying bubbles to line up. Bullseye laser levels get it right the first time. Black & Decker Bullseye. It's really that easy. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools lets you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. Let's talk about some cold, hard facts. Winter's coming, and it's going to cost a bundle to heat your home. But there is a way to heat effectively, efficiently, and cleanly. For over a year, Leslie and I have been telling you about Riker Room Conditioners, ceiling fans that heat and cool. The heating element is above the blades. It's controlled by a remote that controls your temperature setting. It's a ceiling fan, so it only heats the rooms you use when you use them. It heats quickly and operates on electricity and costs as little as $0.05 an hour to operate. With this winter's predictions of record high heating costs, that's a nickel well spent. 
Check them out today at Menards, Ace, Blaine's, and selected Home Depots and Lowe's. Or for more information and additional dealers, visit HeatingFans.com or call 1-866-4-REIKER. That's 1-866-4-REIKER. Did you know that the air inside your home can be up to 100 times more polluted than the air outside? No matter how clean you keep your home, it's littered with harmful contaminants like viruses, bacteria, and mold, pet dander, dust, and pollen. Contaminants that cause illness and make allergies and asthma much more severe. Thankfully, there's a way to make your home healthy. The April Air Electronic Air Cleaner. Using the best air cleaning technology available, April Air is the only whole home air cleaner that effectively removes harmful contaminants, even viruses, from the air your family breathes. And that makes your whole home a comfortable, healthy place to be. Your family deserves the best, so why not give them the best? Make your whole home healthier with the April Air Electronic Air Cleaner. April Air. Fresh ideas for indoor air. Portion of the Money Pit is being brought to you by Kida, the leader in home fire safety. Kida, technology that saves lives. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. One eight 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 Money Pit is the number you need to call for the answer to your home improvement problem, to your do-it-yourself dilemma. If your floor squeaks, if your toilet leaks, or if your lights go dim, call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit. Now. Pay attention, because if your house was built between 1965 and 1972, you could have an electrical problem and not know what it is. Any ideas, Leslie? What is it called? It has like a tree, something with a tree. Ah, well, you're, you're close. I'm close. Yes, it's actually aluminum wire. But it's like it's got a name. It's like branch circuiting. or Well, aluminum branch circuit wires. Okay, exactly. and how do you know now, if you have it? Well, aluminum wiring, branch circuit wiring, was used between 1965 and 1972. Seemed like a good idea at the time until homes started to burn down across the country. Because what happens is the wiring where it connects to the outlet, to the light, to the switch, that connection, it expands and contracts so much that it builds up a resistance and can catch on fire. So it's a very bad thing, aluminum branch circuit wiring. If you have it, there is a solution. It's called Copalume. It's one of the procedures for correction that was approved by the Consumer Product Safety Commission. In fact, I think it's the only way to correct this properly. And you could probably get more information. In fact, you can get more information on that at the Consumer Product Safety Commission website at cpsc.gov. And it's pretty expensive, but it really does need to be done. Now, the direct wired circuits, like the 240-volt circuits that wire your heating system that might wire your range, your oven, your air conditioning compressor, those circuits are okay. It's the smaller branch circuits, the ones that handle the lights, the outlets, and the switches in the house that do need Which to be Which you use repaired. the most. Exactly. So good idea to find out if your home was built between 65 and 72, if you have it. And uh, Leslie, you said, how do you know? Well, if you open up your electrical panel, you'll see aluminum branch circuit wiring but it's really not something you should do unless you know what you're looking at because once you open that panel up, you are exposed to all of the electrical connection and you could be hurt. Yikes, that sounds dangerous. 
All right. Well, this isn't the only building problem associated with that particular time frame. And and every time frame has its own pitfalls. And so each home built in whatever decade from the 1900s to even just recently has its own problems. So if you want to know what those are, read our home improvement by the numbers column. It's on moneypit.com. And you can find out everything that could potentially be hazardous or go wrong with your house, depending on what year it was built. And you can really narrow it down so you know what you're looking for. So check it out. It's a very useful and helpful article. And once you find those problems and need to fix them, you could do that with this hour's prize. It's the HP4 drill from Ryobi. You like the way I work that right in? Mm-hmm. That was pretty good, wasn't it? Here's a problem, and we have a solution for you. <laughs> Home Improvement Aspirin. Call us right now. one <laughs> Money Pit. We will give you the answer to your home improvement problem and perhaps the tools to get it all done. If you are the name we draw out of the Money Pit hard hat this hour, you will win the Ryobi HP4 drill worth, what, 60 bucks? Yeah, it's a good price. Sounds cool. One eight 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 Money Pit. Who's next? Now we are going to go so far away to Alaska and talk to Matt about windows that are sweating. First of all, Matt, is it dark there all the time now? Ah, uh, not really. Not really. <laughs> How often do you see the Northern Lights? Oh, um, at least five nights a week. <gasps> wow, that must be beautiful. That's amazing. It is. And how yeah. often does a polar bear knock on your door? Uh, daily. They <laughs> in search of Santa Claus. There you go. Now, what can we help you with? I've got a problem with windows that are sweating when it's real cold and we got a fire lit or heat going. The inside of the windows are sweating real bad. Okay. Um, the kind of windows that you have, are they insulated windows? Uh, no. I mean, it's yeah, an older well, house. Could have figured that out. Are they out. aluminum frame? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, so far we're guessing pretty well, aren't we, Leslie? <laughs> <laughs> what happens is, is because they're not insulated and because the frame is aluminum, they they get so cold that when the windows react with the warm air inside, there's a lot of condensation, which causes the sweating, which could only be solved by insulating those windows or changing them to vinyl windows. Yeah, thermal pane windows. You might want to take a look at the moisture sources inside your house and see what you could do to reduce those. So, for example, starting outside, looking at the drainage conditions around your house, making sure your downspouts are directed well away from the house and that the soil slopes away. They're all covered with snow, Tom. I know that, but (laughs) snow eventually melts, and that saturation raises the humidity level inside the house. And the other thing would be... And even burning a fire does the same. Well... Now, if, it, if the fire is working correctly, if the, if the, if the chimney is working correctly, that should not be letting moisture in the house. It should be taking warm air out of the house. Um, but I'm also thinking about the fans, the bath fans, the kitchen fans, and basically looking at all the different ways your house is supposed to vent. And lastly, even up on the roof, making sure that you have ridge vents and soffit vents that if you have good attic ventilation... And a lot of that vapor pressure that fills the inside of the house ends up in the attic. And if it's vented properly, it'll vent out. And so all of those are places where moisture can really build up inside of your um, house mat. And if you could take some steps to reduce that volume of moisture until you get better, better windows in there, then you're going to have less of a condensation problem with leaky windows on the inside of your house. What's your suggestion for windows? Um, I would recommend that you replace those with uh, replacement windows. And when we say replacement windows, that means that they fit inside the existing openings so you don't have to disturb too much of the siding. You can buy replacement windows very inexpensively today, say for between 
$200, $300, or $400 each, depending on the size. They're not that hard to install. It's completely a do-it-yourself. Most yourself. of them even come with a video to show you exactly how to install them yourself, so it oh, really, really takes all the guesswork. Yeah, I know that the, um, is it the Marvin replacement window comes with a great kit to make it really easy for you to do yourself. Yeah, that's a great investment for your for you to do. And if you can't afford to do the whole house, start on the, na- the north side, then go to the east side, then do south and west last, because those are the sides that are going to have the greatest energy loss. All right. Okay. Well, I sure do appreciate it. You're very welcome, and thanks for tuning in in Alaska, Matt. Creeks, gaps, does this sound like your money pit? Well, oh, I thought you were talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> or Tom, does this sound like Tom? Well, I know it does. Anyway, if this sounds like your house, maybe we can help you. I'm sure we can help you figure out exactly how to solve that problem. And when we come back, we're going to help Dorian from New Jersey, who's got gaps in the floor. Oh, no. Oh, no. This portion of the Money Pit is being brought to you by Riker Room Conditioners, available at all Menards, selected Lowe's, and Home Depots, and as a special order in all Lowe's and Home Depot stores. Or contact Riker at www.heatingfans.com or call 1-866-4-RIKER, that's R-E-I-K-E-R, for additional information. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. The number is one 888 The website is moneypit.com. That's where you'll also find information on how to sign up for our free Money Pit e-newsletter, chock full of great home improvement tips and chances to win more great prizes every single week. And also a place where you could email us. You could use the form on moneypit.com or you could simply email us if you perhaps are a bit shy and don't want to pick up the phone. We understand. We don't judge. Dorian from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, had to pick up her computer keyboard and write us this question. All right, and she did that at helpme at moneypit.com, just so you know, for future reference. All right, Dorian writes, My home is 100-plus years old with pine flooring. We recently removed old carpeting and found there are gaps between the boards as well as some small holes. Is there some type of wood filler I could use to close up those gaps and holes before applying a finish coat such as a polyurethane? Mm, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Tom, you uh, like to call that charm. Yeah, we call that charm. (laughs) You can't fill the spaces between old floorboards. You can only replace the floorboards with perhaps slightly wider boards if those floorboards are worn out. Because whatever you fill them with is just going to crack and get really junky. And somebody tried to do that on uh, one of the times the floors in my house were redone way before I became the owner. And I'm constantly picking up chunks of wood filler because of that mistake. The best thing is someone had done that to our house during its lifetime and the floor is beautifully finished and we have this wonderful wood filler in between that's sort of cracked apart and now every time I vacuum it's like more and more pieces and I'm always afraid I'm going to break my beautiful fancy vacuum that doesn't lose its suction but we'll definitely get stuck with things going like and it makes a funny noise and it's great but don't do it. It's really it's a character to the floor. You're going to end up ruining any of your cleaning devices. What would you say if there's like a small hole that would be dangerous as a trip hazard or something. Tom. Well, I would replace the board. You know, I would just replace it. In fact, when we redid the floors in my 1886 home, um, the threshold where it went from one room to the next was filled up, um, excuse me, was worn out and filled up with a lot of wood filler. And so I completely tore out the wood there. Now, if you ever have to tear out old 
pieces of flooring, what you want to avoid is a straight line seam. You want to kind of do like a finger joint where you take some of the new boards and you sort of intersplice them into some of the old boards Mm -hmm. so you get this kind of finger joint pattern. Because what happens is when you first put it in, it looks really obvious like a patch. But over time, the new boards kind of fade to the old board color. And then they look really, really good. If you were to go into my dining room today where I did this, Leslie, and there was a hole in this floor from an old floor furnace that was like three foot square, you would not be able to find that hole in the floor today because of the way the installation was done with that sort of finger joint appearance. That's why we call you up and ask you all the questions, Tom. (laughs) And you do. (laughs) That's my job. uh, Home Improvement 911. (laughs) It's true. Usually, you know, I would call my dad, but I don't have my dad anymore. Now I have you and I'm thankful for you. I know everyone else's. Well, it's one of the best home improvement projects that you can do. Remodeling your bathroom. Why? Because it's got a great return on investment, just like my co-host, Leslie. (laughs) With her edition of today's Leslie's Last Word. All right, folks. Well, updating your bath is a great investment, and it doesn't have to cost a fortune. You can flush out lots of possibilities for an inexpensive shower with this tip. While fiberglass and ceramic tile are traditional choices for showers, new solid surfacing materials like Corian are now available as tub and shower enclosures. Corian is durable, easy to maintain, and can be installed at a fraction of the cost of ripping out and replacing more traditional tile walls. And it comes in amazing patterns and wonderful little speckles of fun colors, even solids if you want to go that route. But there are some beautiful choices and really fun choices too, so give it a look next time you're out there. That washes away another great hour of the Money Bin <laughs> Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. Ah, and I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. <laughs> but you don't have to do it alone. 888 
America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.